0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
2: Today on Real Ghost Stories online, before he died, he randomly said, "If I die, look for rainbows." He died unexpectedly, and there were definitely rainbows.
0: This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
2: Share your real ghost stories with us by calling them in at 855 853 4802. If you'd rather write them in, do that. Go to realghoststoriesonline.com. You could also become a premium subscriber. You get advanced episodes, you get access to the archive, no commercials. You can sign up through Apple Podcasts where you can try it for three days free. You can also sign up through Patreon.com slash RealGhostStories or at GhostPodcast.com. I'm Carol Hughes, and Kathy Gordon's here today, and you I and am. I are just talking about trying to figure out my life and stuff. But well, you know, We need to
3: throw it out there. We need to share this information with everybody, This what's going on. Well, we've
2: on. been talking about it on and off, here and there over the last week or two in episodes, but I got but this cedar chest. I don't think we've really explained because I've thing. got the cedar chest from my mother. Because our mother moved to an assisted living place, she had the cedar chest. I don't have a problem with it. It's been in my life ever since I remember. Inside the cedar chest, there are these dolls that kind of creep me out. So I brought them home, and honestly, I haven't been feeling anything from these dolls. But it's funny. So one night I'm doing an episode about haunted objects and it made me like, I was like, do I really want to do this? Um, So I just start reading this book that this guy wrote. And so I'm in the living room right there by the cedar chest. And it says, the intro to the, the book says, for now, turn to the first story. Avoid doll, dolls of any size or age. Stay away from yard sales and put anything you inherit in a safety deposit box. And I'm like, oh, hell no, I can't do that episode. I cannot read this book. I've got dolls in this thing I just inherited. But the weird thing is, is that, okay, so three nights in a row— My dog, about 7 o'clock at night, is totally 100% freaking out. And so it's three nights in a row. Last night was the fourth night, and I was like, I'm going to see how he feels. He wasn't as bad last night, but he's still having issues with anxiety. And now I will say he, he is a guy who is extremely sensitive to noise, like extremely. Yeah. And there was a pop, bang, boom, something outside. Last night, for sure, I heard that one. But the first night, I don't know if that, if something happened while I was doing an interview about the haunted objects, but Benji's here, and he is freaking out. I thought he was almost having a seizure. He was shaking so bad. And then he, so I get done. He's like just staring at the front door nonstop. So I I just don't know what it is, if it's him just being sensitive and scared of potential noises or what is he being so afraid of? And Well,
3: and I just find it too coincidental that you bring the thing home and then this all starts.
2: Now, not saying that he was never reactive before to noises and stuff. He's extremely reactive. He he hasn't had this kind of anxiety. Not four nights in a row. And last night I did hear the loud boom. And I had successfully gotten him to eat a calming treat before then because he was starting to exhibit some behavior. So I stopped and got him a treat. And that might have helped him calm down. I don't know. But the first night, like, I've never seen anything like it. And so then last night when he heard the boom, I actually took video to show my vet because it's really bad. But I I don't know. But my cats Mm -hmm. are acting fine. But he'll do weird things. Like, I'm sitting on my sofa, and he's staring at the front door, just staring at it for, like, 15 minutes. Just sitting mm-hmm. there staring at the front door like somebody's going to come walking in. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, he strikes
3: me as a really sensitive guy. So I would not be surprised that something's going on with this cedar chest business. So I think we need to get those dolls out of there and get them placed with somebody who would like to have them <laughs>
2: So if someone would like to adopt some creepy old dogs, would you dogs, let us know Please reach if you're out.
3: interested in some old dolls? You can I would find like me on Facebook
2: or Instagram. Email me, carol yeah. at realstorymedia.com. And um, can we can wrap dolls. those
3: up and have them shipped to you. Um, and we'll even throw in some uh, embroidered uh, tea towels.
2: Probably. <laughs> From my mother. I'd be happy. Yeah. I will wrap them up in embroidered tea yeah, towels. Because this
3: this chest is full of like <laughs> tea towels and embroidered things, right? All this this stuff. So we would we would even throw in some tea towels and to go with the that. Thing if you like.
2: it might not even be the dolls because I did bring home quite a bit of stuff from our mother's house. So I've got a whole bunch of coins that some of them are valuable. I don't really even know what I have. I've got old uh comic books. Like there's the original comic book, the Mad comic book. It's not Mad magazine, it's Mad comic book. That's worth mm-hmm. quite a bit of money. I've got that. You know, so I've brought all of these things home with me at the same time. So maybe it's not the dolls. Maybe we're assuming it is. Maybe it's one of the other many items I have. I don't know.
3: Well, that's true.
2: I don't know and i have some boxes
3: I, I, of stuff i think the dolls are a good start though just cuz they're dolls
2: yeah well and you know my thing about dolls creepy.
3: yeah they're just creepy
2: so i don't know i don't know what i'm going to do but if somebody needs if somebody like takes uh orphan dolls <laughs> let me know <laughs> well i've got this first story today i think it is it's one of the it's i'm going to preface this with it's my favorite type of story.
3: Okay, are you gonna cry?
2: No, I'm not gonna cry. But Okay. Right. I think it's a sad story, but it also is kinda No, of I mean a...
3: sometimes you just cry because it just makes it gives you all the, you know, yeah. Emotions.
2: Okay, but here here's the story.
4: Okay. My name's Jackie and I started to realize that my story might actually not just be coincidental. Um and maybe it is something more. When I was about uh, when I was 13, my cousin had suddenly died. So he was 27 and I was 13 and he was my godfather. And one of my, it was my brother's best friend. And he was everything to our family. Everybody adored him. It was very much a shock. It was the closest person in my life to had ever passed. And when it, before it had happened, apparently, you know, he had said to his wife, you know, you know if I die, you know, one day, please look for rainbows, you know, make sure you look for rainbows, which she was confused and it made no sense. Um, But at the time it was just something he had said. And within the weeks before he died, he had reached out to my brother and reached out to my sister and, you know, made effort to see other people in our family, which was, you know, just something we looked back on retrospect um, and thought was odd. Maybe he kind of subconsciously knew the end was near Anyway, after he had died, it, it was very shocking. We all got together, and he, um, I'm sorry, the whole family got together, and then the funeral, the day of the the mass, or the funeral, sorry, we had the biggest rainbow I have ever seen from side to side, okay? So the rainbow's there, and we were like, whoa, like, he's here. He's with us. We could feel it. He... He was there with us, Um, and, you know, maybe we all thought, okay, we're crazy, but there's a huge rainbow, and he said, look for rainbows when I die. So after that, we had, you know, gone through the funeral and everything, and we were all mourning, and I guess weeks later, I was laying in my bed, and as I was falling asleep, I could feel something tugging at my blanket. Now, I know that that sounds crazy. I was kind of, you know, kind of falling asleep, kind of not. It was like in that in-between phase. And I was laying there and I could feel my blanket slowly tugging off of me. And I grabbed it all and I was like, Well, it must be falling off the side of the bed. That's weird. So I you know, pull it all up so nothing's falling off the side of the bed anymore. So I'm oh so I'm pulling it all up and then I realized that it's being pulled again as I'm starting to fall asleep. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, I could feel something was there. And I got so scared. And the thing is, I, I started to talk to him. And I said, James, I said, hey, I love you and I miss you. And I'm so glad you're, you're visiting me, but you are frightening me. And he then, it never happened again after I talked to him, but he started visiting me in my dreams. So he started visiting me in my dreams. And one of the dreams, I couldn't talk to him and he couldn't talk to me, but I could see him and I was the only one that could see him. And in that moment, in my dream, I remember feeling like everything was going to be okay. Not a day goes by that I don't think think of them. At my wedding, there was the biggest rainbow I have ever seen again from side to side at my wedding day. And I said to my family, James is here. He made it. So that's my story. Um, I guess signs may not be as far away. And uh, I love your podcast. So thanks so much, guys. Bye.
2: So don't you just think that's a beautiful story? I mean, it's so sad that he passed away. Absolutely sad. But the mm-hmm. fact that he said, you know, when I die, look for rainbows. And you'd be like, why are you talking about that? Yeah. And then there were rainbows. And then at her mm-hmm. wedding, there's a rainbow. And mm-hmm. I just think that is so beautiful.
3: Well, and she felt like she needed to... um she said that he reached out to members of the family before he died and kind of, you know, touched base with them. Um, And I, you know, maybe he had a feeling or he, you know, he just felt the need to do it. Um, And so, but I do think that that was uh, fascinating about the pulling of the blankets, but don't you think that's oftentimes that, that place where you're in between falling asleep and you're still sort of awake that a lot of things can happen yes i th- i think that's where it seems like your mind is sort of clearing out but you're still conscious enough to know something's happening outside yeah. you know of, uh, you know around you and so that doesn't surprise me that it would happen right at kind of that place but i love the fact that she said it's you know james you know i you're you're i love you're you me. Yeah. i miss you but you're frightening me and i think that's uh that's an interesting kind of you know that she put it in a way that that he could understand it you know i had a dream one time where i i didn't well i dreamt i died you know but then I came out into my living room and there was a new woman in the house and a new a child or two in the house and she's vacuuming and I I'm trying to get a hold of her to talk to her and she I just scared her really badly and then I was like Oh my god, I'm a ghost, I'm dead. So, you know, you know like maybe that's what happened to James. You know, he's trying to get her attention and doesn't realize he's just pulling blankets, you know. And then when she said you're you're scaring me, he's like, "Oh my god, I'm dead." You know, it's I'm <laughs> yeah. oh, you know. So, you know, it's it that was kind of a weird dream that's always kind of stuck with me, you know, that it was like, "Oh.
2: well see- I'm dead.
3: I'm the ghost."
2: And the rainbow thing is so cool mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. rainbows are super cool. Anytime you see one, it's like, oh, my God. And when you see those really bright big ones where you can see it end to mm-hmm. end. But yeah. when Queen Elizabeth died, there was one at Windsor and Buckingham Palace after they announced her death. Now, mm-hmm. how does that happen? You know, it's like, yeah, she's the queen of England. She's the longest reigning monarch. I think she was the longest reigning mon- Monarch. It was her, Elizabeth I, one of them. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, been on, I think it was her, though. She's been on the throne forever. And then they announce her death. And then at Windsor, there is a, a big rainbow. And then at Buckingham Palace, there's a really big, beautiful rainbow. I'm like, that's so dang, that's powerful when you can. Yeah. You know, most yeah. of us, it's like a bird flies up or you find a penny. But to create an entire rainbow, woo. Like No, I really
3: really think, and then, you know, Jackie had one at her wedding. Yeah.
2: So that's Queen Elizabeth Powerful. James, like, was at that level. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's pretty big. That's big. So here's another story. It says, hey, guys, I have a paranormal story to share, and I made sure to experience it a few times just to be sure it wasn't all in my head. So here's my story. That's going out of the way for research. I'm going to go back. My boyfriend and I go up to Vermont frequently for craft beer, and so he can snowboard. He's friends with a great group of people that own a ski house near the mountain, so we rent out a room in the house for the weekend along with a few other people who are up there to ski slash snowboard. Sometimes we get our own room, and sometimes we will have roommates. It just depends on how many people are staying there. Since I don't ride, I just stay at the house and read or watch TV. The first time I went, it was just me, my boyfriend, and another couple. We got a room to ourselves on the second level, but I did my hair and makeup in the bathroom across the hall from the room. While doing my hair and makeup, I kept hearing footsteps upstairs. It's a three-level house, and I thought nothing of it because I thought it was the other couple. After finishing up, I went down to the first level to ask my boyfriend if he was ready to go. I turned the corner to the living room and said, Honey, are you ready to go? He said he was ready to hit the road, and I said, Should we tell the others that we're heading out? And he looked at me slightly confused and said, They left about an hour ago. I looked at him with a slight smile because I thought he was being a smart ass. and I said, I heard them upstairs, so stop trying to trick me. Then he looked puzzled and said, Samantha, I'm telling you, they left. So I asked him if he had been upstairs since I went into the bathroom. He said no and asked why, and I told him I heard heavy footsteps upstairs and asked if the place was haunted. He doesn't believe in anything supernatural, so naturally he said no. The second time we stayed there, the exact same thing happened, and I didn't mention anything because it didn't feel negative, and honestly, it didn't bother me. If it doesn't feel negative or evil, then I don't mind but this past weekend actually kind of frightened me, to be honest. Once again, everyone was on the mountain, I was doing my hair in the bathroom alone in the house, and I heard footsteps upstairs. I just ignored it because I fear that if I acknowledge it, then it would try to get my attention even more. I went upstairs to the third floor to sit in bed and watch TV because that's where we were sleeping this time. I had Netflix playing when all of a sudden I heard whispering, Tilted my head slightly to try and listen, but didn't take my eyes off my phone. I did not, that's in caps, want to see any spirits. But But as I was trying to pretend to ignore it, it got louder and louder until finally I paused my show, picked my head up to look around, and it stopped. Silent. This is getting really creepy, I thought to myself. I resumed my show and the whispering started again. It was making me mad at this point because I couldn't even make out a word. So finally I got up, went out to the hallway to see if anyone was home. Of course, no one was. I walked back to the bed and it got so loud it was like someone was in my ear and I whipped around and yelled, knock it off. And then it got silent again. About 20 minutes later, my boyfriend and the rest of the people in the house got home and I told them everything. They just laughed, and one of his friends said he doesn't doubt that it's haunted. I have complete chills right now writing this, so I know it was an intense moment. I've come to open my mind to the fact that I'm an empath because I know that this is the only explanation I have for always feeling these things and knowing what people are feeling even if they don't tell me, and I'm worried it's going to start making me more open to spirits in encounters like this. Do you have any insight on how to control it possibly? I would love the feedback. I hope you enjoy the story and I hope you enjoy I hope your listeners enjoy it as well. See, and I'm I can relate to that because I'm kind of fascinated by it, obviously. <laughs> I do paranormal podcasting. But at the same time, I don't want it all the time, you know? So mm-hmm. I have to consciously, like I, I say frequently out loud in my house, um, you know, I like it peaceful. I like it calm. I like to be left alone. I just, I don't want those things around me to scare me. I really don't. Right. And, and, but I think maybe that's
3: the, the, the key is I think say it, mm-hmm. don't you think?
2: I do. Yeah because i am definitely open to it i've had a lot of experiences in my life that i cannot explain don't know what it was i heard or felt or saw or all those things but i just can't have it all the time and there are other people that they're okay with that coming in i i'm not yeah well i think
3: we in in the very in just the the story right before it we had the person who wrote in that stopped and talked to, you know, the, Cousin, the deceased yeah. who was pulling the blankets off, stopped, talked, and said, you're scaring me. And I'm wondering if that could be the situation where you're okay with, like at first she said, I'm okay with the footsteps or whatever. Uh, and, you know, when it first happened, I'm thinking, and it's just footsteps, is it one of those creepy stories where somebody's living in the attic? Mm. Like I'm hearing more and more about this, you know, where we have more and more people that –
2: like actual um, people that have snuck into people's attics and are living in yeah, there? Yeah,
3: because it's a place to live, right? And to stay warm or something. And so somehow or other, they get in there and then they just stay upstairs or whatever. And so at first I thought, hmm, I wonder if it's one of those weird stories where there's somebody actually there. But it doesn't sound like it because of the whispering end when yeah. she went into that. So I, I personally think like with you when you talk to your house when you talk to the you know the room and you say i need you to leave me alone you know maybe i I need need, to try that
2: with my dog please leave benjamin alone Mm -hmm, he's an innocent little 15 pound guy he scares easily please back off of my dog
3: right now i don't know that that helps with dark entities but i would think but with a lot of them it seems like they aren't necessarily bad but if she's super sensitive and the voices get in you know she's having a hard time filtering it out and so i think if she would you know maybe just try talking just try saying um i please need you to stop talking to me or trying to talk to me because you know i you know it's upsetting and me, or whatever. It doesn't
2: try seem that. like anyone else in the house is having these experiences. So I would be like, stay someplace else. But then, how do you tell your friends that? Like, hey, I don't want to stay in that house. I'm having, I'm hearing footsteps and whispering, and all this. And they're like, you are so crazy. Mm-hmm. That's our favorite place to not, stay. Don't ruin it for us. Right. We love staying here. You know. Because so, so it's not give always give it that a try. Easy. Give
3: the give the give them asking them to stop. See if that helps.
2: I, I think I would try that. And just mm-hmm. because it's interesting because they all go off snowboarding and skiing. She doesn't do that. What a great weekend getaway, though. I would yeah. be all about going there drinking craft beers, for crying craft out loud. Craft beers, I right. that. And yeah. so to me, I get why she wants to go with them. And I don't want her to stop going with them. But I think once everybody leaves, I would just make an announcement. Hey, mm-hmm. don't like to be scared. And, yeah. and
3: just we're on your way up to the ski slope so we drop dropped me off at the craft beer place
2: <laughs> exactly I'm I can put in my headphones and watch Netflix there and drink craft beer.
3: I, I can I take my computer that. and get a whole bunch of stuff done and read a book or whatever and drink a couple beers waiting for you guys <laughs> you know I mean worse comes to worse you can leave the house <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a lodge someplace it sounds like I don't know. I've never been to Vermont before. But it just seems like a state full of lodges. It seems like a state full of wonderful, <laughs> wonderful
3: things, beer and flannel shirts and nice hoodies. And I think it would be a great place to go. And so I think find an you know, if the talking to him doesn't help, I think find another place to go while they're skiing,
2: yeah. I'm with you. I think that's a good idea. You might make some friends. If you have a real ghost story, share it with us. The number to call it in, 855-853-4802, or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You could also become a premium subscriber. You'll have access to the archive. You will get advanced episodes and no commercials. Sign up today through Apple Podcasts or patreon.com slash stories or ghostpodcast.com. And for all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for
0: listening.
1: LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, oh, oh,
0: O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
1: With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need.